The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm sure everyone is just getting ready for that big day and all the preparation that goes with it. I know I am. I have to start a few days ahead of time or it would be chaos. But, hey, I want to thank all of you, all of my listeners. As you know, we've been on the air over 12 years Wow, what loyal following I have. And I also want to thank Highmark, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and Covestro for being such great sponsors. And you know, this month is very special to me because it is National Epilepsy Month. You all know I'm living with epilepsy, and so I always, in November, want to remember epilepsy because really... That's how, well, that's what changed my whole life. That one seizure defined what would happen to me with the rest of my life. And today, oh, we are so lucky because we have on the show the president and CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation, but you probably know him better as that singing star, Phil Gatone. <laughs> Soon to be on the voice. That's probably how you better know him. (laughs) But today we're going to talk to him as the president and CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation, a longtime friend and a friend to all of us living with epilepsy. Welcome to the show, Phil Gatton. Joyce, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me today. My pleasure. And listen, Phil, you know, I know you worked for years as the CEO of the Epilepsy Foundation in Chicago, and now you work nationally as the CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation. For our listeners, could you share with everyone what caused you to get involved in becoming an advocate for people living with epilepsy? Well, sure, and just like many of your listeners... Um, my life changed when uh, someone I love uh, had a seizure. And my son, Philip, my wife and I, Jill, uh, Jill, uh, my wife and I have a son, Philip, who uh, had a seizure in April of 1991. And that day changed our lives forever. It was April 11th. And uh, we found Philip in his bedroom having a seizure, and when we found him, I really thought he had died. I didn't understand what was happening. He was uh, blue around his lips, and uh, he, his eyes were open, and they were deviating to the left. I didn't understand anything that I was seeing, and we called the paramedics. We were very scared, and 
they, the paramedics came, and I was out on the front lawn, if you can imagine this, and I was waving the paramedics up toward my front door, and I was shouting at them, and I said, just tell me he's alive. Just tell me he's alive. And they came running in the house, and they looked down at him, and they scooped him up uh, from his bedroom floor, and they laid him on the living room rug, and they said, he's alive. He's just having a seizure. And uh, he ended up uh, having that seizure for a long time. The paramedics tried to get it under control. It lasted much longer than a typical seizure lasts. A typical seizure lasts less than five minutes. Uh, but Philip's seizure lasted more than an hour. They stopped the seizure in the emergency room with a big dose of medication, and he was in intensive care for several days. And uh, he started down that road of being really, really brave, as uh, is the case for 3 million people living with epilepsy in the United States and more than 50 million people worldwide. And Jill and I started down that road of trying to find answers to the questions that we had. And that's how we got involved. We were just really uh, thrown into this, as many parents are, uh, when their child has their first seizure. You know, I want to say something. I know your son. And wow, you are so lucky that he, you know, that he's so successful and does so well after having a seizure for one hour. You know, I oh never knew that, Bill. That one fact. Well, he had, yeah, he had trouble for a long time. He had an aide in the classroom. Uh, you know, his uh, his mother and I were fortunate that Philip was able to get support in school. Uh, you know, he had a lot of difficulty learning, remembering things. He had an aide all the way through eighth grade, uh, a one-on-one aide sitting with him in the classroom. And then he went to high school and graduated from high school uh, after two brain surgeries and thousands of seizures. He ended up graduating from high school. He ended up going to college, and he graduated from college um, at Southern Illinois University in Edwardsville, Illinois. And uh, he is married, and he's employed, and he's living the life of a 28-year-old. We feel extremely fortunate because for thousands of people with epilepsy, the outcome is not as positive. They, They fight every day with uncontrolled seizures. For a million people in the United States, they fight every day for seizures. So Philip is certainly, he represents you know, what is possible when you have incredible doctors, incredible family and school support. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, we're hopeful that more children and more adults will be able to have an outcome as positive as Phillips. Yeah, because uh, tell them what he does. Well, he is a computer engineer. He graduated with a degree in computer engineering. And I, I do need to tell you a story about when Philip interviewed for his first job out of college where he uh, had a, a seizure in the interview, uh, during the interview, and the gentleman asked him if he would like a glass of water. This was at Northrop Grumman, and I have to say uh, uh, the, the team at Northrop Grumman uh, is a remarkable team because they represent the hope that an employer will look at some, what an, uh, an employee can do and not what they can't do. <laughs> I think people with epilepsy and disabilities generally are always told what they can't do, but you, you and I both have a, a, a mentor in Tony Coelho who says, 
look at what I can do. And, and for Philip, uh, the employer at Northrop Grumman looked at what he could do. And through the interview process, after Philip told us he had a seizure in the interview, uh, Jill and I really thought that he would not get that job because we thought once the employer saw that he had a seizure, they may not hire him, but they did hire him. And then his employer promoted him. So uh, we are just really thankful for Northrop Grumman and all employers who look at what people can do and not what they can't do. Yeah, that that is just a completely remarkable story in all ways. And kudos mm-hmm. to Northrop Grumman, uh, and boy, thank God you have a lot to be thankful for, Phil, because well, we your really son do. <laughs> is doing so extremely well. I mean that that is just absolutely a miracle. Um, well, and then Phil. I wow! Our listeners are going to be overwhelmed right now because you are married to the first lady. I mean, <laughs> okay, he's not married to Michelle Obama. I'm really talking about his wife, Jill, who we love, and just oh my God, she is so great, and she is such a great advocate. I we just think so highly of her. But guess what, everyone? She too is involved in the world of epilepsy. And, you know, I thought, Phil, we don't talk about Jill enough, so why don't you tell that story? Well, I will, and I'll tell you, um, this is very important, Joyce, what you're bringing up, because when someone has epilepsy, you know, epilepsy and disabilities impact the whole family. Uh, Siblings, parents, children, if if your parent has a disability or has, you know, a diagnosis like epilepsy, you know, everybody is impacted. And so, you know, we have to really understand that uh, there's great strength uh, that comes in experiencing uh, a disability like epilepsy when, you, when your family is, is going through it with you. And Jill uh, is, is quite special in that after Philip began to get his seizures, uh, his seizures came under control, more control. He still has simple partial seizures even today. He still has simple partial seizures. It's a sensation that starts and you can see it on the EEG, but it doesn't spread to the rest of his brain uh, and cause him to lose consciousness. But he still has seizures and he still takes medicine. But as he became uh, to a, came to a point where he could um, move forward and uh, Jill went back to school and she received her master's degree in education and then she went back to school again and got her uh, RN degree so she became a nurse and she worked in an emergency room for four years and then she was asked by of all places the epilepsy center that helped our son to come and serve as a nurse in the epilepsy center and so she became an epilepsy nurse for 12 years prior to us moving to Washington, D.C. to serve in, the, in this current role. So Jill is not only a mom who has a child with epilepsy and a person with a master's degree in education so she can help teach about epilepsy, but she's also a nurse, uh, an epilepsy nurse. So she knows more about pharmacology and treatments and therapies and how to help someone with epilepsy than anybody I know. And she's, you know, she's not only the love of my life, but she's just an amazing, amazing woman, an advocate 
for people living with epilepsy. She's been in more IEP meetings and employer meetings uh, serving our community, and uh, she has a real passion for this cause, and I'm, I'm really honored to be able to call her my partner in this mission, not only my, my life partner, but, but my partner in this mission of serving our community with epilepsy. Well, you should be. Phil. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty remarkable when you think about it. And I'll tell you, families around the country... No, I mean, you should be, because you know how <laughs> awesome we think she is. <laughs> I know. Everybody, everybody loves her a lot more than me. As soon as they meet her, <laughs> they forget about me. <laughs> well... That's how it is. Um, you know what? I just thought of this. Isn't, is that how you met uh, Greg Grumberg? That that is um, that is not how I met Greg, but it's how I've met a lot of families. Greg, I met Greg Grumberg, who is a, an actor on NBC. He's now going to be in the new Star Wars movie that's coming out next month. Um, he's been in Heroes Reborn, which is on NBC now, and um, his son was uh, having seizures, and Greg was willing to speak out and talk about epilepsy. And he said to Ken Lowenberg, our colleague, Ken Lowenberg, who's a wonderful leader at the Epilepsy Foundation, he said, yes, Ken, he I'm telling people that, that Jake is doing better, but really, I'm not sure I'm telling the truth. He said, because Jake is still struggling. Is there anything that you can do to help me? And Ken connected Greg with me, and uh, I was really fortunate to meet him and to talk with him and to learn more about him, and I connected him with uh, one of... Uh, the you know the best epilepsy specialists in the country, and for people who are looking for some help, if you have uncontrolled seizures and you're looking for help, the Epilepsy Foundation can help you. Uh, you know well, Joyce, having uh, served in, in not only in Pittsburgh but as our national board chair, you know the work of the foundation, and you just don't have to look any further in Pittsburgh than to look at Peggy Beam's team and, and look at the work that they do to connect people. But you can find great epilepsy specialists all around the country, and the Epilepsy Foundation can help you, help you find those leaders. And that's what we did for Greg, and that's how I met him. And once he got connected to an epilepsy center that could help his son, Greg was so grateful that he was willing to do whatever he could to help raise awareness of epilepsy. And so he has started the Talk About It initiative. Uh, he started the Talk About It Foundation, as you know, which talks about epilepsy and brings celebrities in to talk about epilepsy. And he now is merging with the Epilepsy Foundation. And so all of the great work that he's been doing and that Ken Lowenberg started with Greg is now going to be part of the Epilepsy Foundation's platform. So we're going to be able to really bring a lot more celebrities into raising awareness of epilepsy and helping more families. I, I know he has done so much, and we can talk about that more when we come back. But right now, we're going to break. If you just joined us, we're talking to Phil Gatone, the national CEO of the Epilepsy Foundation. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters, at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Phil. <clears throat> Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show, everyone. If you just tuned in, we're talking today to Phil Gatone, the national CEO of the Epilepsy Foundation. And Phil, you did come up through the affiliate world, you know, running that affiliate in Chicago, and now here you are, CEO uh, of this national Epilepsy Foundation, how do you feel your career in Chicago prepared you for this role? Well, Joyce, I think um, working in a community really has a a profound impact on a person. And working in the community in Chicago, I really was able to learn more about the, the diversity of the community we serve. If you think about it, you know, epilepsy doesn't discriminate against anybody's age, um, sex, uh, you know, it just anybody who is alive today, anybody who has a brain can have epilepsy. And I've been able to really uh, receive the benefit and the privilege of being involved in people's lives in Chicago. And it really prepared me to understand what the vision can be nationwide and globally. Um, you know, I've been taking the experiences from Chicago and the one-on-one meetings that I've had with families who have lost a loved one to epilepsy, uh, families, individuals, adults who have been discriminated against, someone who was kicked out of his college because he had seizures, and the work of the foundation in which one of our counselors and advocates was able to speak with the university and not only get this student enrolled, uh, re-enrolled, but just celebrate with that student as the individual graduated from college uh, a year later. Um, The kind of challenges that people face and the courage that they show. You know, when you have a disability, I'm convinced 
that courage just becomes part of your personality. You're courageous. If you're a person with a disability, you are naturally courageous. And it doesn't mean that you're not afraid. Everybody's afraid at one time or another. But courage is fighting through that fear. And I think anybody who has a disability, anybody who's working through um, uh, epilepsy or any other disability has my great respect because I know firsthand watching my son fight through his challenges. And for those who uh, get bullied, for those who miss out on social opportunities, for those who uh, feel rejection or those who feel a sense of discouragement, I just want to encourage you because I feel that you have something very special inside you. You have courage. And I think that you know, the foundation is able to help people find their courage and find their, uh, find their strength uh, to move forward in their lives and do something meaningful that they want to do with their lives. It doesn't matter, you know, uh, some people have seizures that are well-controlled and struggle with social acceptance and opportunities for employment. Others have very active seizures, and they're seizures every day. And they're trying to figure out, how do I get to a doctor that can help me? And what I've learned is, you know, in Chicago and in communities around the country, the Epilepsy Foundation and other disability organizations as well are working very, very hard to provide those opportunities so that people can uh, achieve what they uh, are, are able to achieve in their lives. And... I'm just so grateful that I had that experience. And so as I come to Washington, D.C., and as I've taken on this role as CEO of the Epilepsy Foundation, and now I serve as uh, the leader of North America for the International Bureau for Epilepsy, which is a global um, association, I've been able to see how epilepsy is treated around the globe and the discrimination that exists globally in developing countries, and I, and I see the example of the United States and the heroes, my heroes in the United States, people who have uh, been the example of overcoming those challenges, uh, and it inspires me, and it, it gives me the motivation to work really hard, as it does, I know, for you, Joyce, and, and I think for all of us in the business of service to people living with disabilities, we are inspired by people who, who every day are, are facing those challenges head-on. Yeah. Oh, that is so true. That is so true. Um, well, you are working to change that in so many ways, Phil, at the National Epilepsy Foundation. But before we go any further, if you want to make a donation to the National Epilepsy Foundation, Phil, what do you do? You go to epilepsy.com, and you'll see a big donate button. If you click that donate button, you will be able to uh, uh, donate anything you'd like, and we sure appreciate that. We feel that every contribution matters, and even if it's a dollar, it matters to our mission. Uh, so epilepsy.com is really the best way to go and, and just click donate. Okay. Well, um, you know, we all give back. I, you know, I know you mentioned Peggy. That. Mardi Gras. You've been to the Mardi Gras. It's not unbelievable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's such a wonderful event. Oh, my gosh. It's so much fun. Anybody who hasn't been to the Pittsburgh Mardi Gras should put that date on their calendar for 2016 
and uh, and make sure they take time to go. It's it's an affordable evening, and it's so much fun. It's the biggest party in town, and it's all for a good cause. So I would encourage anybody who's in the Pittsburgh area in February to look that date up and put it on your calendar. It's a, it's one of those it's one of those events you just don't want to miss. It's part of Pittsburgh's uh, personality now. It's just ingrained in that calendar for Pittsburgh. You don't want to miss that one. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, Phil, you have so many different things going on now at the National Epilepsy Foundation. Uh, what what are some of the programs going on right now? Well, right now we have a special series of initiatives. You know, we have a really terrific partnership with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and so we are able to partner with the CDC to help bring evidence-based programs. And when I say evidence-based, that means these are programs that have been proven to work. And we take these programs and our amazing affiliates and chapters around the country are able to implement these programs in communities across the United States. And one very special program that we're working on right now in schools is to educate school nurses about epilepsy. And we have a goal to uh, reach all of the school nurses in the United States so that any child who's in school who has epilepsy can know and their family can know that their nurse is trained on epilepsy. And Joyce, did you know that sometimes when nurses have to get their continuing education, it costs money. It's not cheap and nurses have to stay up on their education. So they pay money to take these courses that continually educate them as they continue in their careers. And the Epilepsy Foundation, with the CDC's help, has been able to develop a program that can provide three hours of continuing credit for school nurses for free. So they can learn about epilepsy and be trained on epilepsy either in their community through one of our affiliates or online at epilepsy.com. They can get this continuing education for free, and uh, that's a, a big program that has really been developed in partnership with um, the, uh, the National Association of School Nurses, with the leadership of our affiliate leaders, and uh, other partners in the community and the CDC. It's been a terrific program, and that's one example of something we're doing. As you may know, Joyce, and as our listeners may know, many people uh, with disabilities are discriminated against, and they, at times, uh, with somebody who has epilepsy can be arrested by a police officer simply for having a seizure because the police officer doesn't understand that the person is having a seizure. And so we have an incredibly powerful program for first responders, for police officers that and firefighters uh, and paramedics so that they can very easily and clearly identify when someone's having a seizure and how they can help. And this has been a program that um, has been widely distributed, and it's been a phenomenal success across the country. Uh, so these education partnerships are really important. One of the biggest challenges that I hear from people is they just don't hear enough about epilepsy. There's not enough awareness about epilepsy. Well, I can tell you for the first time ever, we now have two commercials that are going to be on television. One from our friend Rick Harrison, who has a a widely acclaimed um, reality show called Pawn Stars. And Rick has been a great help to us. He's done a public service announcement that's been playing around the country in communities across the country to connect people uh, to the Epilepsy Foundation and to help people understand 
what epilepsy is. And then our great friend Greg Grumberg, uh, with the help of our corporate partner Synovian, has put together a public service announcement that is going to be very, very widely distributed um, at prime time on television stations around uh, the country uh, to talk about epilepsy, to understand what epilepsy is, and to get people connected to the services that they that they need and deserve. And so we're very excited to raise awareness. And our theme this month, November is National Epilepsy Awareness Month, and the theme this month is Dare to Go the Distance. And when we say dare to go the distance, what we mean is if you are having seizures and your seizures are not well controlled, don't settle for seizures. Call the foundation. We can get you connected to a second opinion, to an epilepsy specialist who can help you uh, get every possible new therapy that's available so that you can have the best chance of, of uh, living a seizure-free life. And, uh, you know, that's something that we, we understand. It's very hard. When you have seizures all the time, it's really hard to think that there might be a day when you won't have seizures anymore. But we want everybody to know that the Epilepsy Foundation has a way to connect you with the very best uh, uh, providers of care in the, in the country. And uh, so please just feel free to reach out on epilepsy.com or to call us at 800-332-1000. You can call and, and our information and referral experts are just the best in, in the world. We just became the first uh, epilepsy organization in history to become accredited um, in information and referral. We have really terrific experts. So if you need anything, we have a helpline at 800-332-1000, and we'll be able to get you connected to the resources that you need. And, and I just want to make a comment on two things Phil talked about. <clears throat> First, most recently, remember, I did not know what was going on when I was having these fainting spells. Why? It was not a convulsion. It was just a fainting spell. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, when I went to my family doctor, he misdiagnosed what was wrong, which is why, agreeing with Phil, if, remember, there are different types of seizures. You, you could be steering for a few moments, or your child could be, you could be doing some repetitive movement or look as if you're walking around in a drunken stupor. You could fall to the ground. You could maybe just have... Uh, movement in one part of your body, or, of course, the grand mal seizure. I mean, there are so many types, I can't even cover all of them. But my point is, if something is happening, call the Epilepsy Foundation. I would recommend you go to a neurologist. Ideal is if it would be a neurologist that specialized in epilepsy, but I would suggest you go to a neurologist. That really is, you know, the, don't be me. I ended up having brain surgery before I found out what was wrong. So I agree with Phil completely. And then, Phil, I don't know if everyone got this. Rick Harrison is the star of Pawn Star. Pawn Stars, excuse me. That's right. And, the, like, the number one hit show in the United States and lives with epilepsy and talks about it. And if I'm right, Phil, help me with this. Didn't he have some issues uh, significant with this when he was younger, which caused him to be home, and he spent his time reading history? Isn't that true? 
That is absolutely true. In fact, the first chapter of his book is um, is called The Storm in My Brain. He talked about epilepsy and seizures when he was eight years old. He started having seizures, and he's famous for saying that uh, he always laughs when he tells me, he said, you know, Phil, we only had, when I was a kid, we only had one television in our house, and it wasn't in my bedroom. <laughs> said, so when I had seizures, I was... I had to stay in my bed, and so I read books. And he said, I just got the encyclopedias out, and I started reading. And he said, that's where I learned all the things that I know. And I've been on his set, Joyce. I've been in a show uh, watching how he behaves. And he does not have a bunch of assistants standing by him to give him the answers to these questions. This guy actually knows what he's talking about. He is one of the smartest people. And he is able to understand facts uh, and history, uh, and, and is such an interesting man to speak with. And uh, but epilepsy impacted him, and I didn't even finish the question when I asked him if he would be willing to consider helping us at the Epilepsy Foundation. He said, "Phil, I will absolutely help you." He said, "What what can I do?" He said, "I will get, make public appearances." Um, I'll do PSAs for you. You tell me what you'd like and I'll do it. I mean, that's how he is. He just, and this is how a lot of people are. You know, Rick is an example of, and Greg Grumberg, these guys are examples of just the very best in our society. People who say, you know what, I want to help. I want to do something to help other people. And they're willing to do whatever they can to make a difference. So we're very fortunate. And and I think uh, with the merger of Talk About It, and the Epilepsy Foundation, I think we're going to start to see many more celebrities coming forward talking about epilepsy and bringing awareness to this condition. Well, first of all, when I train uh, high school students at the Bender Leadership Academy and I talk about the no bullying and I show the picture of Rick Harrison, Having apple, oh my God, it's just like unbelievable. <laughs> wow, where are we know, oh, but they also can't believe it. Then when I tell them about Greg Rumberg and his son, but then when I say the magic sentence, he will be in Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> I mean, we have two wonderful people, very well known, that just give up so much of their time to help us. It's it's just one. That's right. It is. And you know, and Joyce, you know we do have. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go right ahead. I was going to no, say go that ahead, we have Phil. people who are not famous um, by society standards who give so selflessly of their time and energy. You're one of those people having served on on multiple boards. I know you serve on multiple boards of different disability organizations, including the Epilepsy Foundation, and the work that you do behind the scenes. Uh, to help uh, our organization and our community, and you never ask for any recognition, um, the work that Tony Coelho has done to move mountains in our community and in our society for people with disabilities. You know, the work that so many of our volunteers do every day is such a tribute to the goodwill of our society, and I'm so privileged to see you know, Bob Smith, our board chair, Warren Lambert, oh, our media yeah, task board chair, right. Brian Smith, you know, oh, yeah. all these people who have been so helpful for so many years. You just cherish these people. And this is what's happening in communities all over the country. Whoever's listening to this, I know you have an opportunity to volunteer your time and to give back 
to a cause that, that is meaningful to you. And if you want that organization to be the Epilepsy Foundation, if you want to choose epilepsy as your cause, you can reach out to me and I'd be glad to help get you connected or reach out to Joyce and she'll be happy to get you connected. If it's another organization or another cause, I can tell you there's no joy like the joy of giving back. You know, even if we, people who have disabilities are among the greatest leaders and volunteers who give back to our communities. So I want to encourage everybody to look beyond yourself to help somebody else in need. And certainly the Epilepsy Foundation needs your help, but so do so many different organizations. So pick one and, and dive in. You'll find a great sense of joy uh, in giving back. You know, Phil, here you are talking about all this, about epilepsy. And what amazes me is if you talk about MS, Parkinson's, all these cerebral palsy, muscular dystrophy, you know, it seems like, oh, yeah, right, I know about that, and yeah, I raise money for that. However, epilepsy, people don't seem to know about, and yet, one in 26 people with epilepsy will, one in 26 people will have epilepsy in their lifetime, and as you just said, three million people. Why the heck do you think people don't know about this? Well, I think um, in large part it's because people uh, who who have epilepsy uh, oftentimes are stigmatized and therefore hide the condition um, so that they don't, you know, uh, so they aren't. Um, considered to have any disability, they just don't want people to know about it. And this is the way most conditions were a few decades back. And epilepsy has had um, a misinterpretation uh, from our public for a long time. And so people, um, because the reason we say stigma is that you know when you have a thousand years, thousands of years of people having misinformation. Uh, talking about people who may be possessed by the devil rather than understanding some neurologic condition or people that they say, well, you have some sort of other um, something going on when, in fact, it's a neurologic condition. Uh, people become scared of what, people, what other people might think. And I have to say something, Joyce. The Epilepsy Foundation and our community is the organization, and we are the community, that's going to change that. I don't want another generation to be raised in this society without understanding what epilepsy really is and how they can help someone with epilepsy so that, so that we eliminate the fear, we eliminate the misunderstanding. And the only way we can really do that is if we talk about it, if we are brave enough to, to take the time to understand it, and to understand that it's not so much that we need to change people with epilepsy. We need to change ourselves as a society to accept people who have disabilities, to accept and understand and appreciate people who may be different than us, but are every bit as valuable to our community. And, and we are, I am set on my course, and it's my calling just as I know it's, it's Tony Coelho's ministry, it's your work of your life, Joyce, to educate people about disabilities and to change the social norms in our society so that people can really advance to the, to the meaningful stages in their lives that say, hey, I'm doing what I am meant to be doing in my life, 
That's what we should be focusing on. So we're going to educate, we're going to advocate, we're going to raise awareness in a way that we haven't done before, and we're finally putting the resources in place to do that. Where We've never been in living rooms across the country with major television commercials about epilepsy. Now, you see commercials for other conditions, health conditions, which is very, very much deserved. But where are the commercials for epilepsy? Where is the information and the, where are the stories on the television shows and where are the stories, the accurate stories on the news about advancements in new therapies and treatments for epilepsy? You know, we haven't seen those. Well, in 2016, I'm proud to say that that's all changing. And so we're going to change the world. By we, I really firmly believe, Joyce, that, that the, the public, that people living in the United States are good. People, if they understand what's going on, will do the right thing and will be, uh, will be changed and their attitudes will be improved. Uh, we have to look to the future right now. We cannot keep looking in the past or even in the present. We have to look to the future because that's where the change is going to happen. And it's our young people, it's the people that you're mentoring every day who are going to change the world. And, and uh, it's, it's the people who have had the wisdom of the years of experience and maybe they've, they've experienced that discrimination those are the people who have lived through it, and their stories need to be told. But the new generation is going to be the one that uh, changes this attitude that's been around for um, many, many centuries. Uh, and once that hits, you're going to see people who, if they do have a seizure, they will be much more comfortable talking about it because they know the people who are going to listen to them are going to understand what it is. They're going to accept them. They're going to help them, and they're going to move forward together. That's the future that I'm looking at, and I think that we have a whole army of people out there across the country who are ready to push forward and willing to push forward with that message. And if you want to be part of that, you can reach out to me and tell me you want to be part of that change, and I'll be happy to get you connected, and you can, you can reach me uh, just by calling 800-332-1000, and you just ask for Phil, and I'll be glad to uh, just to help you get involved. And I know that you will, which is part of what makes you such a great leader. Hey, Phil, um, so many children live with epilepsy, and some with Intractable, intractable seizures. For example, I was at one of the board meetings, just the last one, where one of the doctors talked about infantile spasms. It was so horrific what people go through. Um, what, what can be done? What, what can be done for these children? Well, I'll tell you, um, as you said, Joyce, you know, one of the most difficult challenges, you know, when you have such a celebration as bringing a new life into the world and the celebration and the joy that comes with having a child, you know, uh, when that gets turned into a very difficult challenge and your, and your new baby starts having seizures, it can really turn your life upside down and, and you wonder what can be done. And unfortunately in little ones, uh, in the past, doctors have known very little about what causes seizures uh, and now what's happening is what can be done, to your question, what can be done? There are um, so many new therapies and new technologies in place now 
that that can make a difference for families in a time frame that actually matters. So we're not talking any longer about 40 and 50 years down the road that we might be able to make an advancement in in helping people with epilepsy. I was just at a meeting in Boston at MIT, and we had a meeting with um, a really wonderful uh, neuroscientist uh, who is uh, bringing forward new ideas that can uh, really help stop seizures in a, in a very, very short amount of time. We have uh, therapies uh, that are two years away, three years away from really understanding the brain in a completely different way so that, can you imagine this, Joyce? If you went to the doctor and you, as a person with epilepsy or your child, was brought into the doctor's office, and you were able to take um, a little blood sample or even a saliva sample and very quickly determine what medication or what therapy would stop your seizures. And, and the doctor would know because they have all of the information they need with new technology to be able to determine based on your specific type of epilepsy and your specific uh, genetic makeup and your specific what they call a phenotype or your type of epilepsy, um, this medication we know is going, to, is going to stop your seizures and you'll be able to go forward with your life. That is a, is a dream, one dream, where you can say that is not 30, 40, 50 years down the road. We are much closer to that. And with the support of our, our general public, we're going to be able to advance the science uh, to get to that point, uh, according to what Ed Boyden said, he believes we'll be able to get to that point uh, in the next four years. Uh, and to me, that's very exciting because it can, it can help so many different conditions. And to have a guy like Ed Boyden say that, he just won the uh, Innovation Award from uh, the Neurologic Society uh, in, in America, and he's, he's on the uh, President Obama's um, uh, brain initiative, uh, and he, he's world-renowned, and he is uh, interested in epilepsy now, which we're so excited about to have a champion like that. And we have other researchers around the country who have been given, giving years to this effort, and they're now coming to the point where technology is catching up with the science. So what used to take a long time and cost a lot of money doesn't take as much money and doesn't take nearly as much time. Did you know it took a million dollars and several years to get a, a, a genome fully sequenced about a decade ago? And then it went from that to half a million dollars and several months, and then $100,000 and a month. And now you can get, a G, you can get your DNA sequenced for around $1,000 and have a basic platform done in just a few hours. It's, it's coming down dramatically in cost, and it will continue. So we're going to be able to make um, assessment, an accurate assessment, uh, much more quickly and inexpensively, and we're going to be able to make a difference for more families. There is so much hope now. This is a great time to invest in epilepsy research because the investment is going to pay off in, in a much shorter time frame. The other big challenge we face is getting to the root cause of epilepsy and not just treating the seizures, but stopping what's, what was causing the epilepsy in the first place. 
And when you think about that, Joyce, there are so many causes. There's, you know, seizures can be caused by an infection in the brain. Seizures can be caused by a brain tumor. Seizures can be caused by a stroke. Seizures can be caused by head trauma. Um, so there's so many things that are causing seizures, and we have our work cut out for us to really get at the root cause of what's um, causing the seizures. But we do have a lot of hope in being able to stop seizures uh, much more um, aggressively and let people live the lives that they deserve to live. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, and isn't that great, all that news? That is so great. Um, okay, Phil, you have already accomplished so much in your life. It's unbelievable. Look where you are now. But what would you consider your greatest accomplishment? Well, I feel like um, the greatest accomplishment uh, and on a personal level is being able to, uh, in just uh, a few days, in five days, I'll be celebrating my 30th wedding anniversary to my wife, Jill. And uh, I think being able to <laughs> to uh, convince her to stay with me for 30 years is probably my greatest accomplishment, personally. But I would say that. Yeah, I agree um, with you. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> I agree with you. That is a major accomplishment. Because it really she is. is no, she is really, really a wonderful person. There is absolutely no <laughs> doubt about you. that. You, I Thank guess you. you know how I feel about her. Hey, I think um, I do, Joyce. Yeah, and by the way, Jill, when you listen to this, you know I love you. Okay, she's Phil, listening. I know she's listening. <laughs> wait, she, first lady, you know I love you. Okay, now. One thing I did not ask you, you were sort of getting there, but um, a cure. Mm. Do you think we're going to see the cure? You know, Joyce, I really do. And let me tell you that there have been champions for many years who have been really thinking about this uh, before Philip ever had his first seizure. You know, uh, Kith and Penry, uh, some of the great leaders of... Uh, in epilepsy and neurology for many years really had a vision that there would be a cure. And uh, there are organizations that have committed themselves to finding a cure for epilepsy. And we feel so privileged to be part of that community. You know, there are organizations like the Dravet Syndrome Foundation, the Lennox Gusteau Syndrome Foundation, Citizens United for Research in Epilepsy, the American Epilepsy Society, um, you know, the hope for hypothalamic hematoma, all of these groups are focused on finding a cure for epilepsy. And the Epilepsy Foundation has recommitted itself to serve as the leader in finding a cure for epilepsy. And when you say a cure for epilepsy, what you're really saying is a cure for the epilepsies because there are more than, there's more than one type of epilepsy and there's more than one cause of epilepsy. So what we really need to think about is how can we find cures for epilepsy? And uh, what I see happening, Joyce, is I see more of a personal cure, personalized medicine, because everybody's brain is different. It's made up of 
billions of neurons, tens of thousands of different types of, of brain cells. Did you know that? You, have, you don't just have six or seven different types of brain cells. You have tens of thousands of different types of brain cells. And your brain is very unique. My brain is very unique. Everybody has a very unique circuitry in their brain. And that's what makes us unique. And so what we really need to think about is how can we set up a system of personalized medicine and personalized care that no matter who you are, if you have epilepsy, there's going to be a process that can have a personalized cure that can get you a cure for your epilepsy and for your brain, for your self. That's what it's going to be about because so many times we have two people who have the same head injury in the same spot. One person develops epilepsy, the other person doesn't. Why? You have two people you know, who have the same infection in the brain. One person develops epilepsy, the other person doesn't. Why is that? It's because our brains are set up differently and everybody's unique. And so what we're finding is that with technology and science today, we're going to see a day very soon where your own situation, your own case, your own epilepsy is going to be the focus of the doctor's care. And they're going to be able to find a treatment that works just for you. And so you're going to have your own personalized cure for epilepsy in the future. And I have to tell you, Joyce, it's a lot, there's a lot of hope in that kind of vision where we can think about the future with hope. And, and to me, you know, hope is everything because, you know, when you have the experience of epilepsy, I'm telling you, it can, it can really take away hope if you're not careful. And then we need to lean on each other. We need to find the support systems that will help us regain our hope and enthusiasm because, you know, when you're afraid and when you have little hope, that's a bad place to be. And, we, and at one point or another, we've all found ourselves there. But I have to tell you, the Epilepsy Foundation, other disability organizations are out there, and we are committed to, to changing fear and isolation into hope and inspiration. And that's something that I want everybody to remember because, you know, there is hope. And uh, the scientists who are giving their lives to this condition, the leaders who are advocating every day, they have hope. And they're going to be able to help you no matter where you are in your journey for, for epilepsy, uh, with epilepsy or any other disability that you may have. So always, always keep that hope. And I do see a cure coming for epilepsy very soon. Oh, I, I mean, that is the best news, Phil. I, I mean, that is so hopeful. And listen, I want to thank you so much, Phil, for taking time to be on the show today. Well, Joyce, it's, it's always so much fun to be with you. I have to tell you, the work that you've done for others is, uh, it just gives me, it just warms my heart because I know how much you care about other people. And I know your own experience with epilepsy has changed your life to make you the strong woman that you are and the advocate in your team with Mary and Paula and the whole team at Bender Consulting is, is uh, just among the, the leaders of the leaders in this, in this movement. And I'm just so proud to be associated with you and, uh, and with this community. Well, Phil, the feeling is mutual. And you know what? We all have so much to be thankful for. I wanted to have this show, the week of Thanksgiving, 
because I am so thankful for the people in my life that have made such a difference. For example, Tony Quello. But really, all of you, Phil, and your, you know, your friendship and Peggy Beam and Judy and just so many people. Um, but you know what? I'm so thankful that I'm here to give back. I really am. And that leads me to our quote to end the show, and it is, young people with epilepsy need to know that they can succeed at whatever they want to do if they have a real desire. The American dream includes them, said Tony Quello. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where Disability Matters at VoiceAmerica.com. Happy Thanksgiving. Talk to you all next week after you've all toned down and relaxed from eating all that turkey. Talk to you then. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.